produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome back to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Um, seeing the Oscars out and Black Panther getting a nomination for Best Picture mm-hmm. throws it right back that the geek revolution is growing once again. <laughs> uh, it is the dashing duo, daring duo, dazzling duo, whatever you want to call us. You know what? Hit us up on Twitter. Tell us which one you like best. Which I should maybe do a Twitter poll as well. Sure, yeah, actually, that's a bad idea. Um, it is Derek and myself. Mike, how's it going? Not shabby. How are you doing? Glad to be home. It was, it was pretty chilly down here because of the wind. Oh, yeah? But you know, uh, let's see, currently for Central Florida, I know. I'm not meaning to rub it in, but I've been down here long enough. My blood's thinned just enough. <laughs> but wearing a Under Armour turtleneck, which those things are comfortable. Wearing my work shirt, which is a kind of a lightweight polo, all cotton polo, and my Adidas sweatshirt. I was warm, yet I'm still wearing shorts. <laughs> Temperature is 49 degrees. Whoa, 49 with, degrees. With, mm-hmm. with a with a 5 to 10 hour. Meanwhile, up here in Massachusetts, we had, uh, um, let's see, about 6 or 7 inches of snow on Sunday, then below zero temperatures on Monday, and then Thursday, it got up to in the 50s with torrential downpours that caused my basement to flood, oh. and today... <laughs> It is currently 18 degrees. So now that flood has turned into an ice rink. <laughs> Fortunately, no. It actually, actually, it's it's not really a flood per se. It's more of a river that runs from one corner of the house to the other because we're on a hill. <laughs> so you can recreate the movie. A river runs through it. Exactly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get further, how about check out the website webegeeks.net. Go down the right hand side of the page. Support our affiliates like Loot Crate, Ripped Apparel. Uh, superhero stuff hey check out our store winner's still here now i want I, I mentioned this i think on wookie radio if i didn't mention it there i know i mentioned it on mighty marvel geeks um it's winter as everyone knows as everyone's still north of me y'all are getting hit pretty hard <laughs> not only do we have hats t-shirts long sleeve t-shirts which would be great for this time of year got hoodies uh hoodies if you were to order one today uh you're talking one to two weeks before it ships so you'd have it within two weeks um and we got pullover and and full zip uh let me t- double check see i'm looking at like lightweight these raglan hoodies 
because I, I really like the fleet. Yeah, so all the hoodies are running about one to two weeks production time. So you order today, within two weeks, it'll, it'll ship, which means you'll see it within two and a half weeks at most. We also have uh, knit beanies. And again, one to two weeks. I know it doesn't help you now, but it's going to help you when the next one comes through, which if it, if the pattern holds true, in about two weeks. <laughs> yeah, really. So, um, so yeah, I mean, check them out. Uh, and of course, you also got our hockey jerseys, our baseball jerseys, um, which I have. I'm not supposed to go away. Um, which I do have a Cree and hero version of Captain Marvel coming. Mighty Marvel Gates. Oh, oh. So, um, but the Spider-Man one. Uh, I'm gonna be working on one for Spider-Man. And I may do that one as Weeby Geeks and Mighty Marvel on that one. I haven't decided. So, uh. So yeah, um, so check those out. Uh, there's also a TV store online. Check all them out. Support them. It helps support us. And uh, that's that. So I think I get the business stuff out of the way. Yes. Now, I posed on Twitter that we're recording tonight. We wanted to hear from you, the listeners. Uh, I'm going to try to get better about posting that earlier in the week. And then also post earlier in the day on the day we're recording, which will be on Fridays from now on or until further notice. So uh, first question uh, comes from on Twitter. Uh, His name is 143, but his Twitter account is at Breaker6696. Question is, should watch Ted Bundy on Netflix with my grandma or my girlfriend and girlfriend in quotes? (laughs) What do you think? Well, that's a tough one. <laughs> yes, it is. I've been hearing a lot about that um, documentary oh, there. So it's a documentary about it, but the lotion on the skin. Wait, is it? A, I don't even know if it's a documentary, actually. Actually, but I've been hearing a lot of people talking about the show. I think that'd be something you could watch with your grandma. I don't see why not. If you're going to watch it with your girlfriend, how much watching are you really going to do it? If you're watching it late at night after yeah, really? on a weekend. So I would say, yeah, it might be safe to watch with your grandma. If you're needing needing it to, to play in a background to be noise for something else that you don't care about and distraction, watch it with your girlfriend. I, whatever could you mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's a family show. <clears throat> of course, um, I haven't watched the show, so I can't really quote on it. But Are you looking it up on Netflix? Yeah. <clears throat> That's sorry. Netflix warns viewers about watching the Ted Bundy series. So it must be a documentary. Multi-part must be, documentary. Uh, well, if they're warning you about that, I wouldn't watch it with grandma. I watch it with maybe. girlfriend. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> order a pizza, bunch of wing, uh, order order some wings. Just go to town. Well, it does say, uh, according to Netflix, the tweet says, for those of us with a PhD in true crime podcasts, conversations with a killer, the Ted Bundy tapes is now streaming. Maybe don't watch it alone. Ooh, yeah, let's say girlfriend, because if you start to get scared, she's there to comfort you. But speaking of Ted Bundy, did you ever watch the lost tapes of Charles Manson when it aired on Fox? I did not. Oh, whack out. Mm. So, um, now Greg from, it says uh, his name on 
on uh, Twitter is Greg dash podcast link in bio. And it's our, uh, one of our good friends at we pod and we know, which is we podcast and we know things. Um, he goes, where does Bohemian Rhapsody land in the pantheon of all time great music films? I'm talking fiction and biopic, not straight documentary. Uh, and then he says, my top five, that thing you do, Heartbeats Loud, Bohemian Rhapsody, Empire Records, Almost Famous. That's a pretty strong top five. Sure. Uh, again, I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, so... Uh... I'm in the process of watching it now, but with the acclaim it's getting, I, I'm going to trust everyone. I mean, I'm like 15, 20 minutes in because I'm watching it slowly at work. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far. I've heard it's good, but it's not... Um... Some, some, I guess, fans of Queen are saying it focuses too much on it's not enough of, uh, of the story, I guess, is what they're saying. It's too much Freddy, not enough Queen. Yeah, I think that's basically what they're saying. But it was always meant to be a Freddie Mercury biopic. Right. It was supposed to be more about Freddie, but once he gets with Roger Taylor and Brad May, they are essentially part of a Freddie, part of his life. So it's only natural that Queen is a major focus of the film as well. But it, but it's it, yeah. But the main focus is Freddie. So, um, so with kind of seeing where he's going with his top five, what would you put as top five? Well, I, I guess let me ask this question: Greatest Showman count as a great time music film? Nope, no, nope. Okay, it's a musical, but it's not about a. Uh, it's about a real person, at least. In, but it's not about a musician or a musical act. Okay, okay. So your top five, and where would you, and would potentially knowing about Bohemian Rhapsody, would it, would it? Let's do your top five without Bohemian Rhapsody, and then based on what you've heard from everyone where where would bohemian rhapsody potentially fit in your top five if it does um this is where i need the jeopardy thing or the jeopardy final what final category music uh jeez i have no idea (laughs) i would need some time to prepare for this one now you know you need to start checking twitter for when i post this up (laughs) to see what the responses are um I don't know. It would take too long for me to figure it out. For me, my I can't tell you, though, from what I've heard. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, from what I've heard about the Bohemian Rhapsody, it sounds like it would definitely be in the top five. I'm not sure exactly where. For me, um, Almost Famous is great. I love that film. True, yeah. Especially with the kid who um, ends up writing for Rolling Stone. It's kind of a, a loose biopic. Um, but it's not. Uh, that thing you do was good and really, yeah. and really made a big name for uh, Tom Hanks with his directorial debut with that. Um, for me, my number one, Spinal Tap. Yes, yes. See, um, my number two, same group of guy, same cast, but the Mighty Wind. Oh yeah. Huh. Where they're doing all the folk festival stuff. Yeah. Um. Three, uh, I might agree still with with Greg and Bohemian Rhapsody. Four, Airheads with the Lone Rangers. <laughs> I loved Airheads, uh, and I thought it was great. And there's oh, it's one of those. It's been a quotable movie. So um, I think my number five. No, I gotta reshift this. Spinal Tap one, Pink Floyd, The Wall two. 
Ooh. I am a huge Floyd fan. See? Uh, this is why I couldn't make a list, because I'd always be like... The Wall, too. Three, The Mighty Wind. Four, Bohemian Raps. Five, Airhead. I think mm-hmm. that I think that's my list. I know there's others I'm missing that I thoroughly enjoyed, but those are the ones that pop the most. Because mm. I know, okay, you got Michael Jackson's The Wiz, but that, oh, that's not, that's a musical. Yeah. Yeah, that's, mm. yeah, I, I would think, I think that's, I mean, nothing against these others that Greg mentioned. Because um, there, there was a uh, Rolling Stones one that takes place around a circus thing that was really good. Mm. Um, but it, I mean, it's fiction. I mean, it's not a documentary. Oh, I know, I know a good one. Okay. Uh, Kiss Phantom of the Park. <laughs> yes. And Gene Simmons. <laughs> uh, we, we, did that, we did a review of that movie on Keepers of the Fringe, and uh, we dubbed it so bad it's good. <laughs> I would still love to see you guys do The Forbidden Zone, which is one of Danny Elfman's first films. That the Forbidden Zone, huh? Mm. Yeah. If you can find it. I will make a note of it and see if I can find it. So... Um, so yeah, no, I like, but I like these questions. Those are great. Well, I, I just found another interesting question. What's that? Uh, it not, it's not, it didn't come to us, but I found it on Twitter from, uh, uh comics writer, Gail Simone. Ooh. So she said, uh, yes, she says, okay, who is your favorite member of each of these groups? And, and then she has a list of groups here. So first favorite X-Men. Okay. I could be sarcastic and go dupe. <laughs> you could. Um, but no, uh, Gambit. Ah, interesting. Yes, interesting. I went with Beast on that one. I've always okay. I've always been a fan of Beast. I, I've always ah. liked Gambit. I, I think I think when I really started to read X-Men, I was reading my brother's stuff when we were in Louisiana. When I heard, oh, there is a Cajun X-Men. Ah, yeah. And, you know, I still got family in Louisiana, and I love Louisiana. I mean, you guys heard me talk about beignets and crawfish this. And I love Louisiana <laughs> Um, so yeah, Gambit definitely. I just I just had some crawfish tonight actually. Ooh, cool. we went we went out to eat at a Tex-Mex place, and uh, they had a stuffed haddock that was stuffed with with crawfish and other stuff, and it was good. Interesting. Okay, so I guess we nailed X Men. Beast for you, Gambit for me. Number two. Uh, all right, so number two, and this will be an interesting one for you. Uh, Teen Titans. Oh. Okay, well, which phase? <laughs> Any phase. Any phase. No, I gotta go. Oh crap! I'm split. I don't remember that. I'm I'm split. That's okay. What do you got? Raven and Starfire. Mmm. Good choices. Good choices. Uh, I went with Beast Boy on that one. Okay. Partially because of um, the first Teen Titans cartoon, I always liked him on that. Yeah. And partially because that's a power I would love to have. All right, next one might be a little tougher. Uh, it's Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Oh, I'm trying to remember the character. Yeah, I had a little trouble with that one, too. Well, technically, Beast Boy is part of Doom Patrol. Well, uh-huh. there you go. I remember, right? Um... Huh. I'm, ha- I'm having a, having a look at the, the list of who were members. The only one I could think of was Robot Man, so that's the one I went with. <laughs> see, my initial thought was Elastigirl. I see. Um, a lot of people said Elastigirl when answering this question. That was one of the first ones that came to my mind. But I'm looking mm. at Wikipedia huh? to see, get the entire list. And, and I'll tell you, I can't wait for the Doom Girl show to come. Mm. Uh, 
my God, how long is this freaking list? <laughs> Longer than you thought, huh? Yeah, considering I'm looking on my phone instead of looking it up on the computer, which is right in front of me. I'm a moron. Yeah, well, just wait till we hit number six on the list here. This is telling me I should probably switch over to the computer to this up. <laughs> uh, see, I, I don't think... I, I can't I can't do Elastigirl. I mean, she's just the first one that comes to mind, but she's not my favorite. I mean, she is, but she is. List of Doom Patrol members. God, where were you beforehand? Um, Beast Boy was a member, uh, was an original member. Oh, there you go. I switched mine to Beast Boy then. Um, Dr. Light was on the third roster. That was Metamorph- oh, wow. Metamorpho. Huh. Oh, I didn't know that. I would have picked Metamorpho. Uh, elongated Man as well. Oh, I didn't know that either. I should have looked it up. Um, they're from the th- yeah third roster, which was 2001-2003. Um, Bumblebee. Hmm. Ambush Bug. <laughs> yeah. I liked, oh, I, liked, I liked Ambush Bug. Ambush Bug was on the fifth roster, which kind of returns to its original lineup, plus then some. Because um, Ambush Bug makes its appearance in Doom Patrol in Volume 5, Number 9, in 2010. There, okay, six rosters. Seventh roster. You know, I, I think I'm going to go Ambush Bug because I've always been a fan of Ambush Bug. My my second would have gone, I would have gone negative, man. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah, let's let's go uh, Ambush Bug for that. All right. Good. Very good. Very good. All right. Next up, uh, Defenders. Defenders. I got to say Jessica Jones. Ah, nice. Nice choice. I went old school and I picked Doctor Strange. Ooh. Mm. See, now I'm curious. Oh, I do else. like Jessica Jones. Well, I was a member of the defense. That's what's going to be interesting. Let's see the roster. Mm. Um, the founders were Doctor Strange, Hulk, and Namor. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had the recruits of the early 70s. Clea, Silver Surfer, Valkyrie, Hawkeye. <sighs> okay. Let's see. I love Hawkeye. Uh, Nighthawk, Power Man, um, Son of Satan, and Yellow Jacket. Uh, and then recruits of the mid seventies was Red Guardian, Hellcat, and Devil Slayer. Wow. Uh, um, early ninety recruits: Gargoyle, Beast, and Overmind. Hmm. And then we got uh, new defenders. See, I may be I may be wrong in my answer because I'm going based on the series. The most recent one, yeah. Yeah. Um, new defenders founders are Angel, Beast, Gargoyle, Iceman, Moon Dragon, Valkyrie. Later recruits: hmm. uh, Cloud. Then we had secret defenders, which was Doctor Strange, Hulk, Ghost Rider, Silver Surfer. Early recruits for that were. Spider-Man, Wolverine, Darkhawk, Nomad, um, uh, which Nomad, I still would love to see John Cena as, or even um, see John Cena as U.S. agent. Uh, Spider-Woman, Namorita, Sleepwalker, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, Thunderstrike, War Machine, North Star, and Nova. And then the final recruits, yeah, I'm going to have to change my answer. Uh, Dr. Druid, Luke Cage, Deadpool, Spellcory. Cadaver, Giant Man, Iron Fist, Archangel, Iceman, U.S. Agent, Dagger, Deathlock, and Drax the Destroyer. Huh, yeah. Um, Some good choices there. Yeah, I'm not seeing Jessica Jones on this list at all. Oh, well, there she, she was. Is. There she yeah. is. The Defenders, Volume 5. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, yep. Iron Fist. Right. Um, seeing a lot of Hulk. Trying to see uh, Ant-Man at one point. Yep. Uh, Red Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, going through this list, there was one earlier that really... St- I gotta go Hawkeye. 
Good choice. Good choice. Well, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Hawkeye. And as much as I would love to see a Hawkeye movie with Clinton Barton and Kate Bishop, I don't think we're going to get it the way. If we got it, it would have to be based on, uh, oh, who who just wrote it with David Aha doing the art? Mm, I don't remember. Oh, shoot. I'll, I'll find it here. Um, I'd rather. I personally would rather see them if they were going to do Hawkeye. I'd rather see it as a series. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that would be better as well. Uh, all right. So who did Shet, who did number four season four? Uh, Matt Fraction. Duh. Stupid me. Matt Fraction. <laughs> I want to see. I would love to see the Matt Fraction stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that could be interesting. So um, okay, and you, and you said who? Uh, Doctor Strange. Okay. All right, so next up, The Outsiders. Nothing. Outsiders. This was an easy one for me. And be The Outsiders. Uh, I did. I used to love it. It was Batman and The Outsiders. Originals. Yep. Oh. Outsiders. Comics. Lists. I hate that. I have to check or list. Uh, they don't. Uh, list the outsider members. Oh, Black Lightning. Geoforce. Mm-hmm. This is where we're pretty much going with the with the current cartoon. You got those two there. Halo, mm-hmm. Katana. Katana. I, Starfire. I gotta go Katana. Mm, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, I gotta go Katana with this. I went with Metamorpho. Metamorpho is a great choice. I love Metamorpho. Okay, next up, this one was a very tough one for me because I'm not that familiar with them, but you might have an easier time, and that is the Legion of Superheroes. Legion of Superheroes? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Legion, duh. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 Legion. Um, trying to remember actual names. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. Because uh, I remember watching this song when they did the Superboy and the Legion, and he was, like, just beginning to learn his powers. Because um, you had Brainiac was one of them for a while. Um, Lightning Lad was one of my favorites. Hmm. Actually, uh, Saturn Girl, probably my top. Hmm. Is that going to be a pick? Yeah, Saturn Girl. All right, Uh, like I said, I'm not super familiar with the Legion. Legion myself, so I went with the only one I could think of, Brainiac 5. Okay. And finally, our last one is Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) That's easy for me, Rax. (laughs) Nice, very nice. I went a little uh, off the beaten path with mine, and I picked Cosmo the dog. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I I gotta know. I don't remember... Okay, list of guardians. It's mm-hmm. another big one. Yeah, see, I, I'm still going to stick with Drax because I absolutely love Drax. Drax is a great character. Yes. Um. Okay. Yeah. There's never a part of it. Uh. Just trying to double check, to make sure that uh, watch that uh, Howard the Duck was not a part of it. <laughs> which, which he's not. Uh, so, what was it? It has team affiliation. So. Yeah, I know he did. What was this team affiliation? Team affiliations. Circus of Crime. Defenders. Am I changing my Defenders answer? <laughs> yeah, sure. Of course. Power the Duck or Defenders? I was going to say Defenders. Uh, All Night Party. Daydreamers. Armor. Fearsome Four. And Ducky Dozen. <laughs> Ducky Dozen. Yeah. Mm. When was he a part of the Defenders? Had to have been the 70s or the 80s. But I don't remember seeing him on the freaking list as a member. This, oh, this is going to kill me. Because <laughs> he's not even listed as Defenders for a Day on that list. <laughs> How is he listed on his, something's not right here. Because you know me, 
Howard's name would have popped out. He's not listed on this list on Wikipedia, but his thing says he's a defender or had been. Something's not right. <laughs> no, I, I, I do recall him being a defender at one point. I don't remember when, but... Yeah. Anyway... Anyway, that was a that was a fun discussion. Yeah, it was. So, uh, thanks to Gail Simone for putting that out there and giving us a little food yeah. for uh, for discussion there. And thanks to Greg and uh, One Forty Three for for your stuff. I mean, those are good questions. Yes, indeed. So, really got us talking. I like that. Yeah, we'll have to try making that a regular thing. Yes, but that can only mean one thing. <laughs> Super Bowl. Yes, the Super Bowl is coming. And of course, we by Super Bowl, we of course are referring to the big game as it is referred to for by those who can't afford the license for the actual Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, you know, this year um, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't as interested in the game uh, because, you know, of the teams playing, uh, even though, you know, go Pats. Saints were robbed. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. I agree. They 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 were definitely ro- they were robbed big time. Hey, and that one defender on that on that play that the, the blind mice did not see got fined. Mm. Like twenty. What did he get fined? Twenty six thousand dollars and change. Wow. Yeah, I was like, that's it. Um, it, it's so yeah, so disappointing they, that that happens. They, I mean. They find Rams nickel Robbie Coleman twenty six thousand dollars for a helmet to helmet hit. Mm. But when, uh, of course, I'm trying to set this up. And, but of course, when when they asked Marshall Lynch about Marshall Lynch about it, this is what he had to say. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer. So y'all can shoot if y'all please. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> oh yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. That was that was. I don't know. I don't. Know, I can't even imagine being in that position where you, you got you got screwed like that. It just. Uh, it, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Drew Brees said it best, t- though. He goes, "Yeah, we got screwed, but you know, we were we were the ones responsible for what happened after that play, and we still didn't get it done." That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah very true. But so. we're not here to talk about the actual Super Bowl itself, the actual game. Go Pats. Uh, we're here to talk about <laughs> the Super Bowl commercial, <laughs> which is still something people can enjoy, even if they're not enjoying the game. And more specifically, we are talking about what potential uh, trailers could we see at the big game this year? Well, we have a little list here. It's kind of an obvious list, but, you know, uh, for example, number one, could we see a full trailer for Avengers Endgame? Um, Although we kind of did. Yeah, but they're they're calling the teaser that has released. They're calling the trailer that has been released a teaser, but that was a pretty long teaser. So uh, we could possibly see that again or a new trailer. Who knows? Although I kind of don't want to see a new trailer. No, I'm kind of all set. Even would, though, would you want a second tease? Mm-mm. You want a full trailer? No, I don't want. I don't want anything. Actually, I'm good. Okay, I don't need to see any more. I mean, obviously, I'm going going to see this movie i don't need anything else i don't need anything accidentally spoiled or anything 
that being said, if they put out another trailer, I will watch it. But <laughs> but I don't. I have seen enough to you know. I've, I'm I already have high anticipation for the movie. So yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, next up, uh, oh, another one interesting fact is uh, this is kind of a weird one, but uh, there's been recent reports that. Uh, the Academy is working on assembling the original Avengers for an appearance at this year's Oscars. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought I heard they were even, since they don't have a host, they were hoping to get the Avengers ensemble together to be all co-hosts of the Oscars. Interesting. So they won't give the Avengers an Oscar, but they'll have them come on and be a host. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, <clears throat> next up is another kind of obvious choice given that this movie will be coming out a month later a month after the super bowl and that is of course captain marvel although we've already seen what two good trailers for it yeah. well, we've seen one teaser full trailer but we've seen a teaser and a full trailer and that full trailer was still good yes it was so you know maybe we'll see another one from captain marvel who knows <clears throat> next up <clears throat> excuse me next up we move from marvel to dc with their movie shazam which uh yeah, but they just dropped a new trailer that's what i was just gonna say <laughs> they've already been showing a new trailer so i mean they could there's a chance they might just take that trailer that they've already dropped and put it up on the super bowl for bigger for a wider audience well i don't know if that i don't know if that would be a wider audience actually than the internet you know yeah but it'd be a it might be a different audience for some so they might attract the attention of some new people. So we could see that. Uh, next up. Now, <clears throat> uh, we actually talked about this recently on Wiki Radio, although I don't think that episode has come out yet, has it? Um, and we could possibly get a teaser, or I've even heard possibly three teasers for episode nine of Star Wars. Okay. Mm. I'd be okay with one. Do we really need three? Well, they're talking teaser trailers, so. I know. Do we need three teaser trailers during this thing? Yes. Well, that's what they do for teasers, I guess. All right. You know, <laughs> they, they could do uh, a teaser trailer. Actually, you know what they could actually do is take the a uh, – Exactly. They could take a page out of Ghostbusters and not show anything other than Star Wars come up on the screen and then Episode Nine, and then the actual title. And there's your yeah. teaser. Uh, but we'll see. Yep. Um, I have a feeling we'll probably see at least something. I hope. Uh, next up, another big movie, Toy Story 4. Uh, we have seen, actually, now that I think about it, I still haven't watched the trailers that have come out for Toy Story 4. I got to watch those. Yeah, I, there's um, been a couple of teasers, but not full, full blown. Right, yeah. The one with so, Keenan, uh, the one with Keenan and Bill is yeah, I got to watch those. So uh, there has been a lot of talk on the Internet that we could possibly see a full length trailer for Toy Story 4 at the Super Bowl. OK, mm-hmm. that would be that'd be cool. Uh, next up is another movie that we've already seen quite a, a couple of things from. And that is Godzilla, King of Monsters. That's the one for 2014. <laughs> but you know, I, I still like this one the best. Yeah. 
Yes, indeed. Um, so we've already seen two trailers for this movie so far. Uh, so, so I mean, they don't necessarily need to drop another trailer at the Super Bowl. No. However, you know, what what could be more fun what, after watching a bunch of big guys slam into each other than watching a couple of giant monsters slam into each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, this next one... I don't know. Well, maybe. Um, anyway, we're talking the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Which I, actually... I so hope, hmm? I so hope they make a Bruce Willis minifig. <laughs> I, know, I right? want that so bad. So, I mean, the movie comes out the week after Super Bowl. Yeah. And uh, so they're already showing, uh, you know, commercials for it. So the question is, will they spend the money to show it at the Super Bowl? Who knows? I hope not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it kind of yeah, it kind of seems unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, Lego Movie Two, the it, it's not the focus for Super Bowl is not its thing. Mm. Last year's Super Bowl, maybe this year's, no. Yeah, okay, which is kind of the same for this next movie that also comes out in February, and that is Alita: Battle Angel, yeah, based you know, on the anime. They really, they really didn't start plugging it until the like, end of December. Yeah, yeah. Um, so who knows? Could we could possibly see something at the Super Bowl for this? Although there are, you know, again there are already commercials on TV currently, but yeah, I'm not familiar with what now, it's done, but it looks great. Yeah, um, I'm a a little familiar. I know of the property, but I, I'm not uh, heavily into it. Um, now next up, we have another movie coming out in February, and it is a movie called Happy Death Day to You. Yeah. Which is interesting. Again, one of those, I just saw stuff pop up for it in the last week, week and a half. Right. And this is the only major horror movie coming out in February, so they could try Christmas throwing a commercial up on the... I don't know. I'll have to ask him how he feels about it. <laughs> He's not a big a fan of the modern day horror movies, is he? Um, next up, again, another one. I just saw a commercial for not like an hour or two ago, and that's How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Yeah. Which is the third installment of the franchise. So, so, no, fourth installment. Oh, fourth installment. Fourth installment of the franchise. Yes, yeah, the fourth installment. And I guess this is going to be the last one. I've only seen the first How to Train Your Dragon, which I loved, but I haven't seen the other ones. I have not seen... I think I've seen two. I have not seen three. Mm. Zoe has, but I have This would be another one. I don't know if it's really any point in putting it up at the Super Bowl. I mean, there's already commercials out for it and everything, but because this movie also comes out in February. Now, next up... Mm, actually, this this one could be good, a good choice, and that is Dumbo, the live-action version of Dumbo. Okay. And I could see them I could see them putting a, a, a trailer up for this on the Super Bowl. That would make sense, I think. Yeah. Something big. I mean, we, I, we put out a couple of little teasers and stuff, but like a big full trailer of this would probably be would probably be good. Ah, yes. Next up we have uh, another horror film, and that is that's coming out in April, and that is Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, the remake. Uh, uh, it's a big name. Mm, I can see that at the Super Bowl, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Next up, Hellboy, the the new Hellboy coming out, which is I'm not even sure if it's a full remake or a reboot or what. It's a reboot. No, but and, and I'm mixed about. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I am too. Um, there's been a full length trailer that's come out. Um, will there be another trailer at the Super Bowl? 
I don't know. Maybe that might make sense. Yeah. I could see, I could see that that happening. Ah, and again, next, another movie that I've already seen a trailer for, a couple of trailers. And I got to say, I got to say, this is one movie that the trailers actually have have piqued my interest in the movie where I did not have interest before. And that is Detective Pikachu starring Ryan, Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu, as I the have, voice of Pikachu. I have seen one trailer and... I was yes, I've seen that one. I was intrigued, but not at that point of saying, "Oh my god, I gotta go see it when it comes out." No, right? I'm not there. I'm. I saw the trailer and I was like, "Okay, that looks interesting." Whereas before, I was like, "I don't care about Detective Pikachu," but the trailer got me interested. The trailer also got my wife interested, so she might want to go see it. We'll see. See, I don't. I don't know if uh, Zoe has seen the trailer. If she does, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Mm. I, I could end up being roped in to go sing. <laughs> uh, next up, we have another movie that my wife is very interested in, being a fan of Keanu Reeves. And I could definitely see this, then putting a uh, trailer up at the Super Bowl. And that is John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. I could definitely see that happening. Okay. Even though they did just drop a trailer on the internet. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Rocket Man, the... Um, Elton John movie. See, I might be interested, but I haven't seen the trailer for it yet. Mm. I, no, no, I haven't yet. I, so just maybe heard, we'll, I just heard about it. Yeah. Maybe we'll see one at the Super Bowl. Who knows? Yeah. Or how about Aladdin, the action Aladdin movie? I've seen a brief trailer. I think it was a teaser, and I'm still unsure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a Super Bowl trailer for that would be good. Yeah. Or next up, we have Men in Black International, which I'm not really that interested in. See, I think I think it's funny they're calling it a reboot, but I'm almost seeing this sort of like mm. Jurassic World. It's a reboot, right? But it's still a continuation, right? Right. Yeah. Which I kind of like when they do it that way. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, and next, another live-action Disney movie, The Lion King. Yeah, I think we're gonna get. I, like I think we're gonna get another full trailer for this. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Yes, please. Uh, next up, we have Spider-Man: Far From Home, which we did recently see a teaser trailer for. Yes. Uh, I agree with you. Yes, please. More. Mm. Uh, that that teaser definitely got me excited. Oh. I can't wait. It made me it made me scream like a little good girl. Wait, that might be <laughs> too much permission. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. Next we have Hobbs and Shaw, which is the spinoff of the Fast and the Furious. Why? <laughs> and then and then I just heard Roman Reigns yeah. is being cast in this as well, making his big screen oh, debut. Boy. <laughs> which he's got to do something since he's out fighting leukemia. You know, he's not wrestling at the moment because of fighting leukemia, mm. but an opportunity. You know, while going through treatments to also star in a movie with your cousin, Dwayne Johnson? Sure, why not? I wouldn't turn that down either. Sure. I have no interest in seeing it, but sure. Somehow it'll flash across. Uh, but, ooh, it'll, it'll flash across one of the, the uh, movie digital services as a free movie if you sync your account uh, to this. Yeah. Although I can see them playing a trailer for that at the Super Bowl. Yeah. It, it'd definitely be fitting. Uh, next up, we have It Chapter 2. Ooh, I'm very very much looking forward to this movie. And Pennywise is looking good. Yeah. But I don't know if we'll see a trailer for it at the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. Seems early. This next one you're, you're about also to say? Yes. Woo-hoo. It is Zombieland 2, yep. which I am very excited about. 
but I don't expect to see it a trailer for it at the Super Bowl, mm. really. Uh, and I did just recently hear that they could not only is Bill Murray back, he could also be bringing Dan Aykroyd with him. Oh, how would Murray be coming back? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because they killed him. That's then they just doubled, what I've heard. And then I thought they do- did a double tap on him to make sure he stayed dead. I don't know. Oh. Uh, and next up we have the Joaquin Phoenix film Joker based on the Joker, which I, I don't want this. I'm still missed on. I don't want the film and I don't want, I, the, I don't want a teaser during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I definitely don't want want it during the Super Bowl, but didn't want the film at first and I'm still not jazzed about it, but the more I read about it, the more interested I am. Hey, as long as it's better than Jared Leto, that'd be a plus. But Yeah, definitely. But here's the thing, and, and comicbook.com points this out as well. Warner Brothers typically does not show trailers during the Super Bowl. They don't advertise during the Super Bowl. Right. So I don't see why they would with this one. Yeah. Especially. And finally, I think it's too early for this, but they mentioned Frozen 2. No. God, please. No. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Some potential trailers we could get at the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, if you go to Vegas, maybe they have betting on which ones we'll see and won't see. <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't cover this last week, um, but it still, it still deserves to be brought up. Sad news in the comic world. George Perez has retired, mm-hmm. and he announced his formal retirement on Facebook. Now, while it is a, a surprise, it's not really if you've been following and know of his health challenges over the last few years um right here's the complete statement a long statement um mm-hmm. To all my loyal and kind fans who have supported me throughout the decades, in recent months there's been a great deal of speculation as to the future of my career, my health, and my ability to draw, and my future convention appearances. As a result, I would like to clear everything up, clear up everything firsthand so that hopefully any rumor, speculation, and misinformation can be laid to rest. With respect to future published work in comics and such, while I know it's been no real secret, or is, I know, uh, don't want to mess up his work. While I know it's been no secret that I've been dealing with a myriad number of health issues, diabetes, heart ailments, vision issues, etc., they have indeed forced me to, for all intents and purposes, formally retire from the business of creating new comic stories. Um, he said, now, as far as home commission requests, it has also carried over to that, that he is... Um, he is pretty much retired from doing privately commissioned drawings as well. Yeah, uh, that's, as that's definitely it. In regards to convention sketches, uh, he is going to be cutting back on those, um, but now, but no longer sketching at conventions. I kind of hope he would still do, uh, because I will, through my art agent, Spencer Beck, at, of the Artist's Choice, be taking orders for five con-style head sketches, which are just pretty much one a one-color thing, uh, per convention day that I'm in attendance, which will be done at home to be collected by at convention. Fans placing orders must personally present, must be personally personally present to pick up the piece. No proxies. The price for these will be a lot more pricier than in the past, going for $100 each. 
which used to be 40. But take note that uh, this is how he's going to be earning some money. So um, he's reducing, so he, he's got to kind of make up for it a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, he has officially stepped down. It's it's sad, of course. Yes, but not. I mean, you, I mean, you, you can't blame him. I mean, no, you can't. You, you you really can't. And I mean, he's been doing this for how long? At least the seventies. I mean, it's his Wonder Woman that inspired the movie, a good chunk right. of the movie. It's his Teen Titans, his and Marv Wolfman's that has really been the ones that everyone, when you refer to the Teen Titans, it's his that everyone refers to, not the series beforehand. And it's, and even in the, in the cartoons, it's him that kind of gets him and Marv that gets, gets mentioned. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. A great artist, a great influence, and uh, from what I understand, a, a, a really good guy, too. He is. He is. One, one of our first major interviews on this show. And I wish we, really I wish cool. we had longer than what we got. <clears throat> well, I'll go from some sad news there to some confusing news. And it looks like DC Comics has uh, announced a bunch of organizational changes. <laughs> sure they have. Uh, this came out Wednesday. Yeah. Um, this came out Wednesday in a memo to employees uh, impacting the way the WB division operates and is intended to strengthen evo- and evolve the division for future success. Um, so a, a small, according to sources, a small number of positions were impacted, uh, which are estimated at less than 3% of the workforce, but those include SVP sales, trade marketing, John Cunningham, who has been with the publisher for over 13 years and Eddie Scannell, VP consumer marketing, who has been at DC for over three years. Both have lost their positions as part, as part of the reorganization. Wow. Uh, Jim Lee and Dan DiDio will continue in their roles of co-publishers. Bob Harris will keep continue as senior vice president and editor-in-chief. Uh, there's been the representatives from for DC have declined to comment. Uh, but they that's not good. they did put out a memo. They did share the memo that they put out to the employees um, that came from Pam Lif- Pam Lifford, president at Warner Brothers Global Brands and Experiences. And I will read you that memo real quick. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> today has been a, cha- a challenging day. We have made organizational changes across DC that we believe will help to strengthen and evolve the division for f- future success. With these changes comes difficult decisions, which we take very seriously. We recognize and appreciate that all of our employees have made considerable contributions to our businesses, to our business, excuse me, and that it is difficult to lose colleagues, many of whom have been here for a long time and have made an important impact on D.C. We thank them for their hard work and dedication to D.C. As always, we are committed to taking care of our employees and will be as thoughtful as as possible with those who are impacted by these changes. Uh, together with Dan and Jim, the executive team, we have spent time assessing DC's business as well as the comic book publishing landscape. DC is going back to its roots of delivering epic stories with our world-class characters, stories, and brands. 
being a premier house of storytelling will never go out of style and we intend to ultimately serve our existing fans while providing new compelling content that engages and excites even more fans around the globe rest assured the direct market will remain at the heart of our business and will continue to be one of the greatest strengths uh, the new streamlined structure is focused on creating, delivering, and supporting a robust publishing operation that will allow, <clears throat> excuse me, allow DC to be nimble, navigate an industry and change and thrive. As we communicated today, we're forming three distinct work streams, editorial, production, and manufacturing, and publishing services. Uh, editorial will continue to be run by Bob Harris, who will now also be responsible for new initiatives and global publishing. Editorial scheduling and art direction, production, and manufacturing will continue to be run by Allison Gill. Uh, SVP Manufacturing and Operations Publishing Support Services is a new business unit consisting of all departments that support the sales, marketing, promotion of books. And this will be run by Hank Canals, who is taking an additional responsibility as SVP Publishing Strategy and Support Services as a result. DC Collectibles and its team will be part of the consumer products toy team moving forward. We recognize there are other groups across DC who are not fully dedicated to supporting the publishing business and therefore are not directly addressed in today's news. As the global brands and experiences structure continues to develop, I look forward to sharing more with you as that evolves. Many of you will have questions and in the coming days you will receive more information from Bob, Allison, and Hank about their team Together with Dan and Jim, I will be hosting town hall meetings Thursday on the individual floors to discuss these changes and provide more insight. Thank you again for your support, hard work, and loyalty to DC. Each of you are incredibly valued, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow afternoon where I will do my best to answer any questions. Pam. Okay. So, there you go. So, some uh, big changes at DC. What will that mean for the future? It's hard to say. Hopefully better films. I know this is the comic side, but... (laughs) I don't know how much this will affect the actual films, but... Yeah. Well, speaking of films and how they're going to affect things, uh, Mm -hmm. apparently, don't know where it's coming to, but a TV series involving the original cast from the movie could be happening in the near future. What are we talking about? Well, about a little tease. Want to know more? How about Starship Troopers? (laughs) Which is where that was inspired from. Um, Screenwriter Ed Newmeyer revealed the news in a recent interview that he wrote the screenplay for all three of the live-action movies. There was more than three, along with the animated Starship. There was... You say how many? I'm not sure how many, but I think a few of them might have been just direct-to-video. Uh, the Everything outside of the first one was direct-to-video. I don't remember any others in the theater. Yeah, me either. Um, <clears throat> and he he's hoping he could get the TV series made. When asked about a potential reboot of the franchise with the original cast involved, he had this to say. Well, I think they can. I don't want to jinx anything, but we're talking about trying to do a TV show that is based on that idea interesting um now is it casper van dean who played rico i believe so um 
So now, um, Newmeyer also had to say, well, I have mixed feelings about, about it, the reboot, because I think what we did with the first Starship is almost not repeatable in a way. I based the structure of Starship Troopers when I was writing it, the structure of World War II propaganda films that the studios made between 41 and 44. We, we don't really talk about those movies anymore, but they had a very particular structure and they were made during a conflict and they didn't have an, an end point as starship ends they'll keep fighting so um yeah that's where we're at now there's no mention where the show might end up but shows potentially coming interesting i think so i'd be kind of interested in that yeah i think I know. Cool. Well, I mean, I enjoyed the first movie. I enjoyed the yeah. last one with Rico. Rico's Renegades, I think it was. Um, there was the yeah. one that took place on the planet that was where the the one general or whatnot was going nuts. That one was stupid. I, I wish I, I see, now I got now I want to look up movies as we're both rushing. Okay, IMDB. Well, Starship Troopers. Now, this was based on a book, yeah, by Robert Heinlein, which I kind of want to go right. back and read. Yeah, uh, I too. Adaptations, the film, the franchise. There were Starship Troopers, Starship Troopers 2, Heroes of the, Hero of the Federation, uh, Starship Troopers 3, Marauder. Starship Troopers Invasion is the animated, and then Starship Troopers Traitor of Mars, which is also animated. Uh, yeah. Apparently, there was a there was a six part anime produced by yeah. Sunrise Bandai Visual. Heard about that? Now I'm interested. Did you know they <laughs> Did you know they made a live action Starship Yakamoto movie? I did. Yep. Darn. I haven't seen it yet, but I haven't seen it yet either. I think it's Starship Troopers Two: Hero of the Federation is the one that kind of ticked me off. Mm. I could have sworn there was another one called Rico's something with, with Casper, Casper Van Dien. I'm not sure. So I guess not. Well, it's got to be Marauder. Seems that memory might be lost to you. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of lost. Okay. Please hope. I Please say um, that J.J. Abrams is not bringing back Lost. J.J. Abrams is bringing back. No, I'm just kidding. Doggone it. <laughs> Um, there's They're been talk dead. of, <laughs> there's been, <laughs> no, it was all hoax. They're all alive. Um, anyway, there's been just laughing. Oh, there's been rumors bound that, um, the a classic eighties film could be making sort of a comeback. Now let us remember to a time long ago before vampires sparkled in the sun when they were mean and nasty and fun. Uh, and let us remember a time when Kiefer Sutherland was a vampire. That's right, kids. I'm talking about The Lost Boys, which is a, a fun movie that uh, I've always been a fan of. Um, now, according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, the CW Network has ordered a pilot for a series based on The Lost Boys. Uh, now, originally, word was that the show was going to be a spinoff of the 1987 film. But instead, this show will serve as a reboot of the movie. And iZombie showrunner Rob Thomas will serve as executive producer and write the script with Heather Mitchell. 
Now, if you're not familiar with The Lost Boys, go watch it. It's <laughs> so worth it. Yes, uh, the, it the premise of the movie is Kiefer Sutherland as a vampire. Come on. And the Corys. Uh, after the sudden death of their father, two brothers move to Santa Carla with their mother, who hopes to start anew in the town where she grew up. But the brothers find themselves drawn deeper and deeper into the seductive world of Santa Carla's eternally beautiful and useful undead. So we're going to be getting a pilot, possible series, and then not on the CW. I hope this doesn't become Vampire Diaries 2. <laughs> or Riverdale 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and not it's not even uh, it's not the only pilot being ordered by the CW. They're also doing pilots for Jane, a Jane the Virgin spinoff, uh, a Drew series, a, speaking of Riverdale, a Riverdale spinoff, Katie Keene. And, of course, they are, as we are aware, doing a show on Batwoman. Yes, that one I'm excited for. Yes, that one I am excited for. Who, of course, we saw in the Elseworlds crossover of the yeah. Arrowverse shows. Yeah. Well, so how about this? With the finalization of Disney's acquisition of Fox, um, we know if it's not, you know, that's supposed to happen as early as beginning of March, if not sooner. Uh, that means Marvel has pretty much the rights again to a bunch of properties like X-Men and Fantastic Four. Yes. Now, um, we've all heard rumors that Dark Phoenix is most likely going to be a disaster. New Mutants, mm. they can't, is being put, either pushed back, <laughs> canceled. Whoa. I've even heard they're going to show. Yeah, potentially a show on Hulu. Yeah. Man, I just had a weird glitch on my end. Oh, really? That was trippy, man. <laughs> um, wait till you hear it in playback. I'm, I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> um, there is talk that there will not be any X-Men mo- new movies at the moment, but rather mm-hmm. a series for Disney+. Plus. Which seems I'm down with that. I'd be up for that, yeah. Um, so yeah, there we are with that. And you know what? Let's hit our final story of the night, which I can't believe Uh, we've been recording for as long as we have. (laughs) Well, you know, we did have a good discussion there, yeah. Thanks to Um, Twitter, yeah, and Gail Simone. Um, yeah, so. Deadline is reporting that Netflix has begun developing a scripted series based on the Resident Evil franchise, which uh, the final big screen version of that was in 2016. And they were supposedly rebooting it, redoing another movie series. But it looks like they're going to be doing a series, uh, which will be a Netflix global original. And will have German production and distribution company Constantine Films behind it. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so far, there's no showrunner, but the search is underway, of course. Uh, no word if Paul W.S. Anderson, the director of the movies, will be considered yet. Uh, and of course, the plan for the series is reportedly set to expand the Resident Evil universe in an effort to deepen the existing mythology. Oh, that would be cool. So, I'd yeah, be down for that. They could be bringing in other characters and such from the games. Um, and it says that the series will explore the dark 
inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation and the New World Order caused by the outbreak of the T-Virus. It is also expected to include signature elements from the series, including action sequences and Easter eggs. Oh, wow. You know, so, talk, talking about this, I wouldn't mind seeing Netflix or uh, Hulu, an ultraviolet series. Because I actually mm. kind of enjoyed that movie. Interesting. And interesting. I, would, I would love to see what leads up to that point, like a prequel TV, a prequel streaming series that le- eventually leads up to that point. Right. So that's pretty cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us because we're really hitting time. This is one of our longer recordings, so it might not seem like it when it's edited down. But trust us, recording wise, before I do my magic to this show, yeah, we're we're pretty. This is one of our longer episodes, record wise. Um, Final thoughts before we go? Uh, Just one. Um, Looks like um, the Neon Museum in Las Vegas is running a uh, an exhibit of Tim Burton Tim Burton's artwork and uh and uh um from his movies and all kinds of stuff and that's running October 15th to February October 15th 2019 to February 15th 2020. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to say to everyone thank you for joining us on this must well, I'm going to say must see Super Bowl TV but this <laughs> this uh which is probably going to be the show title for this episode must see Super Bowl TV and uh, check us out. Remember, check out our affiliates and until next time, want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. But not you guys, because you're not normal. You're special. Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is the Hurricane Heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week, we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it, whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before, and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network.